Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Blue Hunter Osborne. This is Inside Exec. Today, we're going to talk about who is responsible for career growth and satisfaction. You know, you hear your friends, you hear your colleagues saying things like, oh, my manager or the organisation really don't care about me or about my career and all of that sort of thing. I always think, well, who's responsible for that? And the first answer is always, you are. <laughs> the person, it's not as important to anyone else other than you as an individual. So you've got to be clear about what is it you're looking for in a career growth. You've got to be what satisfies you at work, right? Now, having said that, what do you do about it and how do you make it happen? It's really all within your control and you the person that owns it, you the person that drives it. Now, if I'm talking to a leader, a people's leader, I will say to them the same thing about them in personally, but I'll say they're also responsible for growing their team's career and satisfaction. But I want to emphasize that I do not give any less than 100% responsibility for personal growth to the person themselves because you, you owe it to yourself. It is important to you and you need to work with it. Funnily enough, if you take that approach and your manager takes the same approach that they're responsible for you as their team member, you'll find probably the how to make it happen will be very common action between the two of you. They won't be much different. An example of that is when I'm talking to my manager or I'm talking to one of my team members, I should be very much across. What is it you're looking for in your next career? At the moment, you're doing this. What do you feel like doing? And it's also your responsibility to say to your manager, look, I'm doing this and I really like it. I haven't been here that long yet, so I'm not talking about tomorrow. But eventually I like to, at the moment, I'm thinking of, you know, growing to do this or going, um, getting skills in another area or whatever. Communicate that and then don't just leave it at that and think, oh, I told my manager, why hasn't she done anything about it? And as a manager, so, well, you know, you never told me or, you know, so you got to then come up with, what is the action plan? Take it to the next level and say, all right, so in performance reviews or in when you're meeting to talk about things that about you, come up with ideas. Look, I was working on that project and remember how I said I really like to get a bit of an idea or get more skills in this bit here. Would it be possible if I worked on that project doing that bit because I can learn from these guys there and then I can also input because I've got this bit here that I can add to the project. So be actively involved into suggestions. Likewise, so they're exactly the same, you're the leader. So you say, look, Tom, Mary, whoever it is you're talking to, remember when you talked about that? I know you're really busy and you've got a lot on your plate, but I'm just going to put it up, it's up to you. There's a project going on in this other area or in my area, how do you feel about participating in that? And this is what I think you can put in and this is what you can get out. Again, see, they actually exactly the same solutions and the same actions. The, you're looking after yourself 
and the manager doing their duty by looking after their team members. So if you keep thinking about it like that and not say the organisation owes me and the organisation doesn't and my manager doesn't, now there is obviously other things about when you might come up with that idea and the manager says, I think that's really good, but the timing, you've got to be flexible about that and you've got to come up with a solution that will fix uh, suit the, the circumstances of your deliverables, your manager's deliverables, your unit's deliverables, etc. Other things can be about I want to grow my career and I was thinking of doing this training online or doing this course and would that be okay, I can... I don't need any time off, but I was wondering if that can be sponsored because it has a cost attached if I pass or something like that. The manager can, again, use the same thing. Remember, you said this. There is this in-house initiative or course that's done regionally, nationally, globally, whatever it is, and come up with those. So you've got to find some things that help you get satisfaction at work and growth that doesn't always cause you to completely abandon your job and do something else or cost a lot of money. The other thing is it's about what are you good at and what you feel the best fit for you as well as the organisation. So you might be in an environment where you're doing a great job and at the moment your job is X, Y, Z, and Z, but you think, you know what, the more I do of this... I feel like I'm more leaning towards the financial aspects of something or the people, HR things, that sort of thing or whatever, or project-driven and only doing projects. So you will learn more about yourself as you go along and you need to share that with your leader. And so with the leader, they will learn more about you together because at the moment I want to do this, but then... I have exposure to all these other experiences and I find, you know what, I actually am better at doing A instead of B because I feel it, I feel good about it, I get satisfaction. I'm certainly getting the outcomes and I'm getting the feedback that, geez, you do this really well. And so we modify. Well, there you go. It's a world record. I let it talk for (laughs) eight minutes without interruption. I hope she holds on to this moment. It won't ever happen again. Yeah, I know. There's nothing that I disagree with in all of that. My questions came about, well, whilst I was listening to that, firstly, it's the timing. Both sides of the table, if you have just joined an organisation, do you talk about your career growth, your career plan with your leader right at the start or do you wait for six months and on the, uh, that same conversation as the leader, when you've got someone new coming in, you're doing the onboarding, do you say you've joined the organisation, you know, we're a vast organisation. I know during the recruitment process that we we talked about there being opportunities for career growth and, and all those things. Do we set up a framework now? Not necessarily what you're going to do, but when we can talk about it so that we've both got a time frame for when we're going to address it rather than leave it till six months or 12 months down the track or sometime down the track when if it's brought up at that point, a leader might feel like 
why are they thinking about that now? They must want to leave. What have I done wrong? You know, or the person is thinking, I'm bored. Or, you know, I don't know how to get out of this. So I'll just say I want some career growth and that'll keep everyone happy and it'll make it look like I'm trying to do something. So it's timing of that first discussion about your career growth. When does that happen? I think both because when you join an organisation and you're a good fit with a role and you apply for it, a lot of one people's needs is the opportunity to grow your career. So you're right in what you said at the beginning. So it'd probably be appropriate to, to acknowledge that, that both, yes, the, mm. uh, the manager saying, oh, yes, we have the opportunity, and the person said, I would like the opportunity. But don't come on to a plan too early. That's not. Your focus at first, both from uh, the person who just hired you and yourself, is this is the job I signed up for. Let me focus on that. And then knowing that there are opportunities, not get onto the next shiny thing. And I haven't even done this one. But I, I think it's right. I think it, it's knowing that there's opportunities and both of you acknowledging that there yeah. are opportunities when you first start rather than, I don't mean have a plan, but I mean yeah. talk about the fact that, yes, I'm here to do this yeah. and there are these other things that I'd like to talk about at some point when we review things, just so that it's on the table from yes. the very beginning. Yes, yeah. I agree. So that covers the other thing about that organisational. My other question was about you know, the organisation has promised in its recruitment campaign that you know, come into the organisation, there's all of these opportunities for you to move to places to do things, whatever else it is. There will be something in those promises that brings people into the organisation to start with. And so I think in that initial discussion, Again, you need to be aware of what it is that brought them in because it won't just be the job. It'll be something else that was offered at the time of the the campaign that triggered a response in them that said, yes, that's where I want to go. Because if we look at the corporate world, there's lots of jobs that are the same. So Hmm. what makes people go from look at one organisation over another organisation. And I go back to my early recruitment days for architects and engineers, and it was about what was offered in terms of their professional development in that first two years of when they were with the organisation. Yes, they were going to be doing tasks that they would have done at any other organisation, but what we offered was a structured professional development program that involved them moving and being exposed to different areas in that first two first two years of them being with the organisation. So that was what drew them in. That was the draw card. It wasn't the money. It wasn't the job. It wasn't the prestige of the organisation. It was about their professional development. So you know, that's something that you need to know right at the beginning, I think, when someone's coming on board, both good for you as a manager, good for them to understand that that you know that that's why they came into the organisation. The other question I had was about telling other people about what your your plans are, what your thoughts are. You know, you're in a peer group, you're in a team, everyone's talking about the next thing that they, next project they might be working on or the next next task that they've got to do. Do you talk to your peers about what your career growth and satisfaction level is or not? Well, I think it depends, again, 
how long and what sort of relationship you've built in the team. You've got to be careful not to be there for two minutes and, and kind of give the impression, rightly or wrongly, that I'm only using this as a stepping stone. In that team, you will have a mix of people, some of them who love doing that, and that's the best fit for them. And they want to continue there, and that's fine. And they understand that other people will come and go. But if you all of a sudden say, like, oh, I'm not interested, or coming across to say, I'm, I'm only using this as a stepping stone, I've got better ideas. Again, how you communicated, the timing of that communication, how well you know your teammates, right? In relation being dissatisfied, I really do not, I know it's human nature and I know that when you're unhappy, you will vent to your peers and, and all of that. I, I think sometimes that can be very destructive because all of a sudden it creates an atmosphere of dissatisfaction. Firstly, trying to work out what is it that making you dissatisfied, trying to process that yourself or, again, process it as with other things, with someone outside that you can trust and, and all of that. And then once you find out what is it, then work on that with your manager. Work on that because sometimes you might say, well, I'm dissatisfied because uh, this is repetitive work or whatever it might be. And even the discussion might be, yes, but for now, that's that's how it is and we're going to do it. But we haven't forgotten the plan for your next career move or involving you in growing or whatever it is. So identify the root cause of your dissatisfaction in a very objective and manner and in a safe environment and not by spreading that feeling and the decay in <laughs> dragging everyone else into it. Mm. And then working with the relevant people to make it better or move you away to somewhere else, whatever the case may be. And you wouldn't know that till you figure out really what's making you dissatisfied. I also want to remind our listeners that there is absolutely nothing wrong with getting to a point in a, a job, in a position where you are satisfied and that's where you want to stay, that you don't want any more career growth. You shouldn't be dissatisfied. You shouldn't feel like you should be dissatisfied because you're not looking for any more career growth. So don't let one feed the other, I guess, is the, the message that I want to get across. So if you're happy where you are, don't be dissatisfied that you don't want to move any further. We have covered that who is responsible for career growth and satisfaction, and that's you. No two ways about it. You heard her say it a number of times. So I will leave it there. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne. This is Inside Exec. <laughs>